You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Who am I? Well, we'll get into who we are here in a second. Just want to say hello to the folks that are watching outside of the doors on a tube. And just want to say to Pastor Mark and Pam that we're waiting for you to come back. And we're thankful, hallelujah, that, you're, that you haven't forgotten us and just stayed where you're at. But <laughs> praise God. <laughs> but anyway, we're waiting for you. I don't know if you're on your way. Maybe you're here already. But anyway, welcome home, whatever it might be. And, and I guess Greg was going to make the announcements. Uh, where's Greg at? Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, all the announcements that I know is that I'm going to lift up the men's Bible study coming up on the 20th of September, starting at 6 o'clock and ending at 7.30. There is a sign-up sheet out there on the counter. If you're coming, please sign up because we are ha- planning on ordering some things and making some things for handouts that we don't want to make 20 of them and we have 30 men there or make 12 and have 10 there or whatever or two but anyway help us out there and I know it's going to be good men we got good stuff for you that's all I can say and you're going to enjoy what we're going to go through and actually you're going to be maximized when we're done amen and when you're maximized, that means, boy, you've got it. Hallelujah. But uh, anyway, I just uh, kind of took my time here all week going through this because I didn't know if this thing that I got here was going to work for me because I was going to use my computer. But Greg fixed me up, and so I have, I have two lessons. So I don't know which one I'm going to go at, but we're going we're to try to get to where... Who am, who am I? And everyone ought to say that to yourself. Who am I? Who am I? Very interesting when you look at it. Many times we said we know who we are, but who am I to know who we are? Amen? So basically, I have some uh, notes here that uh, basically... I guess Greg didn't come back to do the other announcements, whatever. But there's a few things I wrote down, and one of them is that basically, who am I? And uh, if I would ask that question to you, what would you tell me tonight who you are? So I'm going to introduce myself here in a minute. And uh, you know me by Sam, and that's who I am. It's not my real name. Ah, hiding. But anyway, uh, my uncle decided he didn't like my given name. So he said, no, no, that ain't, that ain't what we're going to call him. We're going to call him Sam. And I've been carrying that ever since. And why Sam? Because he was into reading all these uh, Zane Gray Western books and all that in his time. And there was always a lot of Sams in there. And I guess he just likes Sam. But so, and, and another thing is that 
basically, I have just wrote down a little history about Sam, and I just want to share this with you. In 1977, I got born again, and I become a new creature. Who am I? I'm a new creature. Amen? And in 1968, I married my wonderful wife, Sylvia. We've been married for 54 years, going on 55. Hallelujah. Amen. We have seven grandkids. We have a son and a daughter, Brian and Julie. And then we have three great-grandkids. And so we have, we have been uh, prospering. And number four coming, exactly. But anyway, uh, so way back when I first got born again, uh, Sylvia and I and the kids, we went to boot camp training down in Cleveland, Tennessee with Norval Hayes. I don't know if you ever heard of Norval Hayes. But Norval Hayes is probably the devil-chasing man that I only know that if there was a devil in the way, it never stayed in his way ever. And it didn't matter what he had or what he was going through, they were always delivered, set free from demonic forces. And I believe we've got to catch on to that this hour and this day. And uh, the way it looks, I've got like 35 minutes left, so basically... I'm just going to be led by the Spirit of God if we get to that or if I touch it on a few bases here. But anyway, so this is who I am. I am born again. I'm blood-bought. I'm tongue-talking. The devil's chasing, filling with, devil chaser, filling with the Holy Ghost, born again Christian. I got my life of God in me. I have life, His nature, and His ability. And there's no weapon formed against me that is going to prosper. Amen. Amen. And so that's what we got to learn how to do. We got to talk back to the enemy. Amen. And, and when he comes around, and you know, I heard one time somebody say, well, you know, there ain't no devils anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> what a, I don't know. They just put different clothes on. <laughs> but I just wanted to share this with you as far as becoming what we're going to get into tonight. And I, I, I can do it. I can do it. But we're going to open up in prayer. And Father, we just thank you and we praise you once again that we, Father God, will get, get our minds renewed to the Word of God tonight, Father God. And we just thank you and we praise you. As I share what the, what the Lord has laid on my heart, I may not finish, but we're going to get to the we're going to get to the meat of it in Jesus' name. And I thank you. Father God, I need your help. I need you to back me up in Jesus' name and take the lead if you need to. And Father, I thank you and I praise you that I am led by your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So anyway, I'm going to read this. Uh, a saying that I always kind of got a hold of, and it's, it's this here. Number one is, some wonder what happened. Some watch it happen. And then three, and some make it happen. Put yourself in the categories of those three. Which are you? Are you making something happen? 
or are you watching something happen? And, I, and, and you know, we've got a lot of, uh, I call them uh, butt Christians. <laughs> I want to do that, but. I should do that, but. I know I want to do that, but. So we have butt Christians. And they're all like, well, I want to serve God, but. I think I won't go to church because they might put me to work, but I got to go to church. So we all kind of got a lot of butts. And we wear out those butts, and then pretty soon we just give up and walked away from it. Amen? And pretty soon we don't think, well, we don't need church anymore. So we might as well stay home and uh, watch football. I'll put a good name to it. And, and basically... The winner in football is the people that are making the money in football. <laughs> but I'm going to read this to you. We must be single-minded. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown, tossed, and by the wind. And the person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all of his ways. We got to break that. We got to break that, and we're, we can. And, it, and you might ask, uh, how did I get involved in? Being in the ministry, well, in 1977, I wasn't the most famous Christian running around. I had a lot of things that I had to deal with. And basically, one of the things, of course, I was a, I was a night person. And I liked my, my strong stuff, I'll call it that. And that was a hard one for me to break because that's what I was raised on when I was from poverty about in the area of eight years old. We had parties. We, there was, everything was a party. A funeral was a party. There was never no sad moments. It was all a party. And that I caught on to that. And basically, uh, at eight years old, I probably actually experienced my first drunken flick. And that was pretty young. And after that, it just kept going, 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 going. And then 1977, I was sitting in a, in a uh, school auditorium, and the guy that was preaching the message, he was winding up, and he says, the ark of the door is closing, where are you? The ark of the door is closing, where are you? I had one of our children with me, and I think it was probably Julie or Brian, I'm not sure which yet, but, boy, I'll tell you what, I got out of my seat and I ran because the door even to the counseling room was closing and that scared me. I thought, I won't even get into that. And somebody opened the door and I walked in and the guy that was uh, having the message, he called, he got me by the seat of the pants, I'm going to call it, and he just led me through the sinner's prayer and told me who I was and what I was going to be and I mean, that night, I went home, and I'll tell you what I got delivered from. The first thing I got delivered from, what do you think it was? 
No. I had to straighten my mouth out. I had a foul mouth. Because when you drink, you get foul-mouthed. Pretty soon you're too big for your britches. And then pretty soon you got a sore mouth. <laughs> but anyway, I was delivered that night from swearing. And after that, alcohol still tried to tag me. And pretty soon I'm driving down the street. And I said, you know what? I got to get rid of this. It's destroying me, destroying my family. And basically, Jesus, I need deliverance. Hallelujah. Bam. I went home, and whatever I had stored up, guess where it went? Down the drain. Chug a lug, chug a lug, chug a lug, chug a lug, chug a lug. And that's where I got going and got into the ministry. And we went through some tough times because uh, in North Dakota, if you all know, it gets very cold. And basically, looking at it, we had to make some decisions. We had a good church there, had a good pastor there, and basically, but the work was no work, just like you hear coming up now. And basically, we had to make a decision. So Sylvie said, well, my sister lives in California. And I thought, oh my God, California. I'm still wondering why I'm here sometimes, and Sylvia will get on me for that. I'm here because I love you guys, amen? And I can share with you, hallelujah. But anyway, as we're going through this, uh, we had to, so we packed it up, and there were people moving out of North Dakota just like people are moving out of California. We couldn't find a U-Haul trailer, but I had a friend that had an 18-wheeler and a big, long trailer, we loaded that thing up and brought it out to California. And there are two other people that are here from, uh, from Mandan, North Dakota, and you know them, David and Paula Klein. And they had to come out with the same truck. The guy was trucking us North Dakotans out here to California. And, and that's where we ended up at, and this is we're still here. Amen? And, okay, so let's get to this. Well, what, is, what really... Is your uh, forte in the ministry, Sam? Well, you know what? That was a, that was a tough decision. I had been in churches that needed help. When we first got out here, we was in a church, and there was no altar call, and Sylvia was in that church we were visiting, and there sits an elderly man, and he's just weeping, 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 and I said to Sylvia, I said, we've got to go over and talk to that man. And, and got him born again in that church. Everybody was leaving the church. And we got him born again. Or Jesus got him born again, I should say it that way. We were just instruments. And basically, so looking at those things, we have to be sensitive, even in this church right here, how we are towards people. Amen. And, and we should be very sensitive. And I really think we need to really work on getting the spirit of discernment working inside of us. Not for us, but for others. Because the spirit of discernment will tell you something about somebody. And it's got to be by the spirit, not by what somebody told you. And you can get that person set free when you start talking to them about what you're what that discernment is about it. So anyway, 
and just make another long story short, I got half an hour. Praise God, that was good. Uh, so I'm just kind of nosing over my notes here. And we got to deal, I believe, we got to get our five senses born again. Keep so we don't go by our five senses. Our five senses are intelligence, but our spiritual brain needs to be really born again. It needs to be renewed and not conform to the ways of the world, but be what? Transformed. Amen? The transformation is tough. The transformation is tough. But you can, you can get a hold of it if you keep going to that scripture. Last night I was in prayer. Uh, Sylvia went to bed. It was about 1 a.m. in the morning. And, he, and, and the Spirit of God told me a couple of things, and I was listening, and, and, and he said, this is what he said. He said, I want you to go to Ephesians 4.1. Or, I mean, yeah, Ephesians 4.1. Then I want you to go to Galatians 5.1. Then I want you to go to Hebrews 12.1. Then I want you to go to 1 Corinthians 3.1. Romans 2.1. Now, what would that all be about? And I haven't got time to go through it, but write them down. Write them down, and you go to them scriptures and see what it tells you. Amen? And, and I'll say them again. Read Ephesians 4.1, Galatians 5.1, Hebrews 12.1, 1 Corinthians 3.1, and Romans 12.1. Well, I just quoted Romans 12 to you as far as getting your mind renewed, and, and, and that's what we've got to do with the Word. Amen? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, Ephesians four one, Galatians five one, Hebrews twelve one, First Corinthians three one, Romans two one. Everybody got it? Yep, twelve one. Hallelujah. And when Cameron was uh, ministering here Sunday, basically uh, he kind of cut into what I was studying on. And basically in Ephesians 4, and I'm going to read this, the new man, this I say, therefore and testify to the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind having their understanding darkened but alienated from the life of God because of ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who be in past feelings have given themselves over lewdness to work, to work uncleanliness, greediness, and lewdness is licentiousness, futility of your mind is useless, and greediness is a dire, desire for wealth. And then he goes on to say in 20, but you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off. Everyone say put off. Put off. What are you supposed to do? Put off. put off. Concerning your former what? Conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you be put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Now here he says, and be renewed in what? The spirit of your mind. We need to exercise 
our mind by the Word of God. Amen. I don't know how many channels you have on your television set, but there's millions of channels, it seems like, today. Never quits. So basically, you can, you can roll all the way through all those channels, and you'll never find what the Bible has to tell you about yourself. You'll never find it. Matter of fact, TV is changing so bad that I believe ours is probably one day going to be gone. Because it's horrible. Amen? What's going on? And what's going on in our world is just going on because I believe God's in charge of everything that's going on and He's going to take care of everything that's going on. We just have to trust Him and rely on Him at all times. Amen? There's no use talking to somebody else about what's going on today because God's got it all under control. Amen? Everybody's got different opinions about what's going to happen in the end times. Well, what's going to happen in the end? Anybody know in here what's going to happen to the, us in the end times? Or when times get tougher? Any, anybody know that? Anybody got an idea? God's already got it taken care of. Amen? He already knows where you're going to be. He already knows what's going on. He already knows the hairs on your head, how many you got and how many you don't. I'm getting a little short back there, but that's okay. So th- that's, just, that's just a couple things that was on my heart. And the other thing is, Let's see more of who we are in Christ Jesus, our identity. Two questions we need to ask ourselves. Listen up. How many of us want to know more about Jesus Christ? Number two, how many of us want more of Jesus Christ? And this is, and I wrote down, we can hardly tell others who who we are if we don't know who we are. If we don't know who they are or we are, they, we can't tell others who they should be. So you've got you to get yourself, who are you in identity in, in Christ? Who are you? Who am I in Christ? So the condition of being oneself or self is, and, and not another, don't copy, don't be a copycatter definition of one who imitates or adopts the behavior of practice of another. Now, I used to be a copycatter when I was a kid. I had a, I had a stick horse, and my dad drilled a hole through it, and I had little reins on it, and I was Long Ranger one day, and then the next day I was Roy Rogers, and then the next day I was Hopalong Cassidy, and then the next day it was somebody else. And my horse always threw me off. <laughs> But that was copycatting. And today in the Christian, there is callings. I'm going to say this to over all of you. There are callings for each and every one of you in here. Each and every one of you don't have to be copycatters of somebody else. You do what Christ wants you to do and what God wants you to do. And don't let it be stolen from you because people will copycat. Amen? Amen? And so basically, we, if we copycat one another... We're not going to get the work done. So find your place in the body of believers. Finding your place in the body of believers is very important. In other words, knowing your place in Christ, knowing your place in the body, you will be much more effective than you think you can really be. And you can be effective. You just have to be be taught. Amen? You have to be taught. So... 
my calling is, I'll, t- I'll just share this with you. I was uh, born again. First thing I went into as a, at our home church is I was a, I was a usher. And I didn't have any buts with that. I just did what I felt that I needed to do, and my pastor trained me what I should do, and pretty soon I became the head usher. All right? Now I'm the head usher, so now I'm training others to be head ushers or ushers. And we had excellence in ministry because we, that's the way our pastor wanted it back there, was excellence in ministry. We prayed for an hour with the door shut and people had to stand outside the door if they were late for prayer because we wouldn't open the door for them to come in. You can't come in time, then you stay out. Now, it got snowstorms in North Dakota, so basically people really decided maybe we ought to get there a little earlier so we can get in and pray. But that's excellence in ministry. You know, people wandering time and time again from here to there, whatever, it disturbs the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry. He's a sensitive, sensitive person that works for us that he wants us to be super, super, super spiritual to his calling that he has in our life. Amen? And we can't underestimate when somebody comes in this church. We don't know who they are. We, uh, people that come, we're, we're so busy talking with one another, we don't even see them leave. Ouch. Ouch. They're visitors. They come here to get what? Get the word of God. Amen? But they also want to know if they have people that they can identify with. So it's easier to find your identity knowing who you are in Christ we know, trying to find a place, we know why we are not finding our place in Christ. We are not saying who we are in Christ. He wants to hear us who we are in Him. And I could go to Luke 4, 1 through 3, but I don't have time because I'm watching that clock. And then we could read uh, Acts 19, 11 through 20, but we're not going there either. I'm just about done here with this one, and then we're going to go to the good stuff. Hallelujah. This is all good. But anyway... There are seven IMs in the Gospel of John reflecting on our Lord Jesus who, and, who are, and who we are in Him. Number one, Jesus tells us that He was the bread of life. What does that tell us? We are the bread of life. I am the light of the world. What does that tell us? We are the light of the world. You know, when I say those things, I would hope you're saying them also. That's how you get it in you. Amen? When you start hearing people cooperate on what, they, what they're really believing and start saying, well, that's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. So let's try that. All right? I don't care if you shout it out. I don't care what you do, but just say who you are. Amen? So let's do that again. I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the true vine. Hallelujah.
That's what you got to do on a daily basis. So let me just let me just go up here to my Who am I? Okay. He said I could pick this thing up here. These are facts. I'll stand over here. Everybody can see it. Hallelujah. These are the facts of a new Christ life who are who we are in Christ our confession is. I want to hear it. God is what he says he is. Uh-uh. Wait a minute. We're getting ahead of... Okay, let's start. God is what He says He is. I am what He says I am. God has what He says He has. I have what He says I have. God will do what He says He will do. I can do what he says I can do. Now we could almost just stop there. So the definition of identity is one who identifies somebody or something in the name of essential character. Uh, the set of characteristics that somebody recognizes belonging uniquely to himself or herself and constituting his or her own individual personality for life same, sameness. In fact, or condition of being the same or exactly alike. Okay. Okay, let's go to this one. Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> All right, understanding our identity, one of the most important revelations we can get from the Word of God is to understand who we are in Christ. Identifying with Christ will change the way we live and cause us to raise above adversity, but not understanding our identity in Him will keep us living far below our rights and privileges in Christ. Yet in Him, everyone say, in Him, that God gives us a full and complete expression of Himself within the physical limits that He set Himself in Christ. Moreover, your own completeness is the only realized in Him who is the authority over all authorities and the supreme powers over all the powers, Colossians 2, 9, and 10. Let's go on. Okay, here we go. What does it mean to identify with Christ? It is normal for us to identify with something or someone It feels makes us feel connected, whether we identify with a person, organization, occupation, race, nationality, or church. Identifying with them gives us a feeling of what? That's right. In the natural realm, we identify with people, places, and things, but we also have an identity in what? The spirit realm. Kind of weak there. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now I do not set aside the grace of God, for if the righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain, which is true. Forms of identity that we're familiar with, birth certificate, fingerprints, social security, driver's license, pictures, bank accounts, credit cards, blood, DNA, 
uh, DNA seed, tattoos, ooh, body piercing, ooh, hairdos, color tongue, color tongue piercing, nose piercing, cell phone, text messaging, dog tags, chips, and so forth. The forms of identity that are God, the Father, and Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, are familiar with is the word, the dust, the earth, breath, bone, and rib, flesh, blood, grafting, spirit, soul, and body. Is there truth to that? You asked me why I use PowerPoint, and I was, I was kind of reluctant to use it because I have competition with the preachers. They're better than I am in a lot of things, so I use PowerPoint. Well, why do you use PowerPoint? Because Jesus used his first PowerPoint. Where was that at? He knelt down and he wrote in the sand. And that was PowerPoint. He made a PowerPoint that day. Did he not? So the PowerPoint, and then how were the Ten Commandments written? By the finger of God. So don't knock my PowerPoint. <laughs> so, forms identity, and we've been there. Let's see, I kind of got this thing going the wrong direction here. Help, help me. Uh, Galatians 2.20 tells us what Christ has done for us and on the identification that Jesus took our place and died our death so that we might, what? Live. Everything Jesus did, he did for who? It is set to the credit of our account. It is through, though we did it, Jesus gave himself for who? Us. He died on in our place. So we have life, right? Thank God we have life. And then our new identity is when you identify with Christ, God gives you a new what? Instead of a sinner, you are called what? I'm not hearing it loud enough. I mean, come on. Christian! <laughs> Amen! <laughs> My God, I probably, you know, I'm not forcing you to say this, but I want you to get it in you. Unless you say it, it won't go in you. I can go home and read this all day long, all night long, and I can talk to myself and do whatever I want to do. But if we do it as a group, amen, I know that you're serious about what we're going through. Amen? So let's, let's go over here again. When you identify with Christ, God gives you a new identity. Instead of a sinner, you are called? Christian. Instead of lost, you are called? Brown. Instead of enemy, you are called? Brown. Instead of unrighteousness, you are called? Brown. Instead of sick, 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 you were called? Instead of poor, you were called rich. Instead of poor, you were called rich. That weak kind of gets a little weak on the rich side. Instead of poor, you are called rich. Instead of poor, you are called rich. Okay. I think we got it. Okay. How to identify ourselves with Christ. By making... 
proper confessions of sin, and I'm not going to read the scriptures, you can write them down. My, my, uh, my, by crucifying the old man, by faith in Christ, by walking in the light, by taking up our cross daily to follow Jesus, by walking and living in the what? Spirit. By constant prayer and study of what? By faithful work for God and consecration. Is that right? Consecration. To help others. Amen? Okay, let's move on. Who am I to Christ? I say to you, my friends. You're my friends. Didn't hear my friends. My friends. <laughs> I will catch it. I am the vine, you are the branches. Do I have to make the words bigger? (laughs) Okay, let's try it again. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. That's, That's who am I to Christ. Think about that. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Yet in these things we are more than what? Through him who loved us. Therefore be what? Imitators of God. Chosen by God and precious as living stones and building, being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and his own special people. And I am an ambassador. Amen. Let's go on. Second Corinthians thirteen four through six. For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God, for we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. Examine yourselves as whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Where's he at? All right. Unless indeed you are disqualified, but I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Amen? Okay, let's see where we're going here. I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, Galatians 2.20. So if, we, if so, we can say, I have been crucified with Christ, Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his what? Which he loved who? Us. Even when we died in trespasses, he made us what? Alive. Together with who? Alive. By grace you have been and raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Are we going to get along up there? <laughs> oh, they didn't do it my way, so I'm not going to. But, I wish, I wish, but it's not going to work. That in ages to come, he might show his exceeding riches of his what? Grace. Did we hear a message on Grace. When did we hear that message on grace? Was it a good message? Yes. Did you get anything out of that? Yes. Do you remember anything about it? 
Okay. <laughs> in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Okay, let's go on. Oh, five more minutes. Okay. We're going to just wrap it up in time. To be crucified with Christ, the old self, the old person you used to be, say, I used to be, is gone, and now Christ himself lives where? In me. Now you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and he renewed in the spirit of, where? Your mind. And he put on the new man which was created according to God, is in truth, righteousness and holiness. Character of a new man and woman. Therefore, as we, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on what? Kindness. Bearing with another and forgiving one another. If anyone, if anyone, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do also. But above all things, put on what? Love. Above all things, put on what? Love. Above all things, put on Love. which is the bond of perfection. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of giving thanks to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Very good. I will skip that one. Okay. Identity theft. Well, I guess we don't have to know what's going on there. Standing over looking at that gal when she's punching her numbers in the machine. And that's how a thief comes. A thief does not come except to what? To steal, kill, and destroy. That's right. Okay. As soon as Adam and Eve lost their energy, they, energy, uh, lost their identity, they knew immediately that they were naked and their eyes were open. God called out to Adam and said, where are you? Adam knew immediately he lost his identity. We are no different today in actuality. No different today. We can be like Adam and Eve. And basically, if we do something wrong, we have a tendency to probably lose, lose our identity. Amen? It's not fun. Okay, here we go. We're almost there, guys. Our identity is in Him. We could read this verse like this. Yea, though I walk through all the mess that the devil tries to put on me, I will fear what? Through my identification in Christ, I can walk on scorpions and not be harmed. I can walk on anything that tries to get in my way and come out victoriously. It's time for us to stand up and be with God, says we are. We need to let the devil know that we know who we are in who? Christ. Then any time he tries to attack us, we can throw our shoulders back and say, don't mess with me. I'm identified in Christ. That's right. Okay, last one. Notes. Some added notes. Our identity frustrates Satan. You don't like that. Our identity determines direction. It's easier to trade than it is to change. With our identity in Christ, there is no blame game. Most of the time, we want to be people pleasers and not God pleasers. And this will be the last one. 
Now, I got a surprise for you. And we're going to get this done. I'm right at one minute. I'm going to say this. If every day you would take this mirror and look in it, the light's kind of good for that. (laughs) If you looked into this mirror every day and said just what we all said tonight, you would have a victorious life. The devil wouldn't bother you as much as he does trying to, trying to shortchange you of everything that's going on. But if you looked in this mirror every day, everybody, I know every one of you look in the mirror every morning. Well, can't you look at Jesus and brush your teeth? Okay. <laughs> Jesus wants you to have clean teeth. <laughs> But anyway, use your mirror as an identification who you really are in Christ. And as I shared all these things with you tonight, I mean, this, in all honesty, helped me immensely to get to where I am at today. I can say, in actual honesty, I am more than a conqueror. I can actually say that I've been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. I can tell you, we have cast out devils. We have laid hands on the sick and they recovered. And that is what the church is all about. Don't be a butt church. Be somebody that moves in church. Amen. Hallelujah. Be a glorious person. That's right. So, anyway, right on target. Amen. 801. Sam Cortez, come on up here. Hallelujah. Share what you got. Okay, tonight tonight we've um, heard what the Lord had to say through Sam. And the one, the one thing that stuck out, and I will be quick, is when he first opened up, he talked about the door of the ark closing. And I suspect strongly when that occurred and the, and the flood rains started coming down, that there wasn't a man, woman, or child that wasn't pounding on that ark, wishing that they had listened to what God had given Noah to say. But because they failed to accept the opportunity to be saved, they perished. And tonight Sam has spoken a lot of of things here, but the primary thing is that Jesus is alive and Jesus saves And Jesus is in this house tonight, willing and able to do the same for anyone here that may not know Christ. See, I often say this, even though I feel and sense that I am in the presence of brothers and sisters in Christ, because there was a time when I was doing a memorial service, and after I concluded the service, I gave an altar call. And there was one lady that came up, 
and she wept and she said, I want to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want you to hear this. She said to me, I have been a Sunday school teacher for 30 years in the same church. And it wasn't until today that I realized I had no relationship, nor did I know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So I always give that invitation when I have the opportunity and the privilege to do so, because I know of you, but God knows your heart. And it doesn't matter what your confession is, you can still be, you can still be riding the fence and had not made a total commitment. So I say this, and for time, I want to do this quickly. If you're here today, and you're, you've been having trouble with your walk, you're not 100% sure that you will hear that trump sound when the Lord returns. You can have that assurance today through Christ Jesus. That blood is just as good as it was 2,000 years ago as today. So I'm going to close, and I also want to include those that are watching by camera tonight. If you don't know Christ as Lord and Savior, then we're going we're gonna to say a quick prayer here, and we're going to make sure in our hearts that we are right, that that door will not close on us. Amen? So, Father God, we come to you tonight with humble hearts, Father, and I pray right now, Father God, if there is anyone in this room that does not know you as Lord and Savior, if there is anyone here tonight that's watching through these cameras that do not know you as Lord and Savior, that this would be their time and this would be their hour, Father God. So I just pray right now, Lord, that they would accept you as Lord and Savior, that they would confess your, their sins, Father God, and that they would be born again by the blood of Jesus and make a decision this night to serve you all the days of their life. So in the name of Jesus, we stand firm on your faithfulness, and we believe, Father God, that any and everybody that spoke these words tonight has been born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. And should their time come, they will be ready to meet you. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks and praise. Amen. Now, just a minute, I got, I got one thing, and I know I'm at five, I'm at six. But everyone knows the story of the sons of Skaneva. You know why they got their butts kicked? Because they did not know who they were. They were going to do it under somebody else's name, copycatter, under Jesus, and under Paul. And the sons of Skaneva, when they got there, the devil says, Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? And they were the first strippers in the whole world. <laughs> he cleaned them. He cleaned them off. They were running down and holding their clothes. He just stripped them down. And beat the crap out of them like they never thought they would ever see. But they, knew, they didn't know who they were. And that's how important it's got to be for us. Before you tackle any devils, you better know who you are. You can call anybody a devil, but you better know, know what you're doing when you call a devil a devil. Amen? So I just thought I'd share that with you. Just a little bit of an open door. But know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen?
So, <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank you, Brother Sam. That was a good word. We're going to take up the, yes. We're going to take up tonight's tithes and offerings. So uh, if you need, uh, if you give in by cash or check, we've got envelopes in the seat backs in front of you. Um, if you'd like to give electronically, you can do that with the uh, Church Center app. You can find that in your app store, whether it's Apple or Android. Um, you can also give on our website at harvestbibleonline.org. Uh, you can um, do that, and then we'll pray. So, Father, we just thank you tonight for the word. We thank you for the reminder that we've been given to know who we are in you, that we identify ourselves in you, that you show us and give us the the way that life was meant to be lived, Father, and we just are pursuing you. We just lift up this offering to you, Father. We just pray that as Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California, that we would be able to do everything that you want us to do in your kingdom to make your to bring your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we just pray that you would use us, that you would multiply this seed, that your kingdom would grow, that Stockton would be known as a is a city whose builder and maker is God, that we would stand for you. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a few announcements for you. Um, I was talking with Pastor Mark this week. Um, Pastor Mark and Pam are uh, having a good time relaxing, but really, you know, they're, they've been praying a lot and gearing up for School of the Bible that's starting up here in October. So they're um, excited about that, and you know this goes right along with the whole reason why we're starting School of the Bible. Pastor Mark and Pam really, you know, there's a strong attack against the church, as against us as Christians, you know, from the world, from those that don't believe, um, and so. You know, pastors really felt like, you know, it's time. we got to make sure that, you know, when somebody questions us about what we believe, we don't just say, well, my church believes. we got to know what the Word of God says. we got to know what we believe. And so it's not, it's not what Harvest Bible Church says. It's not what Pastor Mark believes. It's this is what God has said. And we're pursuing Christ to be more like Christ every day. So this is really going to be um, a great thing. Um, it's going to start in October, the first Sunday in October, October 2nd. Along with that, we're changing our Sunday morning service time to 1030. So, um, you know, please take note of that. Uh, so School of the Bible will start here in the Sanctuary for Adults at 9 a.m. We'll also have a class for junior and senior high down in the youth room, the red room at the end. Um, the kids' class will also coincide the same lessons that we're learning as adults here in the sanctuary that the youth are learning down there. The kids will also be learning the same material in an age-appropriate manner for them during the service at 1030 over in Kids' Church. So it's going to be a great, everybody's going to be on the same page. Um, they'll be, make an option for good family discussions as to, you know, um, kids... I heard it said kids today, uh, they have to deal with adult-sized problems, you know, in school. So being able to understand what we as parents and as adults, both, you know, know what the Word of God says, but kids also got to know why they believe what they believe as well because they're really, really getting it uh, attacked, you know, by their friends and stuff in school. So that's exciting. Um, as uh, Sam said, we're starting the men's Bible study. That's going to be starting on the 20th. Yeah, the first one will be Tuesday night here in the Red Room at 6 p.m. 
and there's a sign-up sheet out in the lobby for that. Uh, we also have the ladies' Bible study on Thursdays. There's two. There's one in the morning and here in person at uh, 9 a.m., and then there's also one via Zoom uh, in the evening. You can find information about that on our website at harvestbibleonline.org. Uh, we also have the parenting class going on on Monday nights. We've got um, we've only we've been two classes. I think we've got six more. So. Um, that's really been great. Been having good discussions afterwards. Have a broad level, different people from different experiences. People that have parents that um, with adult children, all the way down to uh, people who are getting ready to receive their first child, which would be me. <laughs> and uh, so excited about that. And uh, uh, it's been really good. Really good information in the videos. Really, um, really helpful. Um, I'm trying to think. What else we got? Um, the men's breakfast is coming up on the first Saturday in October. Um, oh, yes, this Sunday we have our baby dedication. Uh, Pastor Marks and Pam will be back this Sunday. Uh, we have a baby dedication, so if you'd like to have your baby dedicated, you can sign up on our app, the Church Center. Again, find the Church Center app in your app store, or you can go to our website, harvestbibleonline.org, to register your baby for that. Um, and also, I just wanted to mention, um, if you wanted to get any of the information from Sam's PowerPoints that he had up here tonight, we had those on our live stream, so you can find those on our YouTube channel, or you can go to harvestbibleonline.org and look at the past sermons pages. You can pull those up and pause those, and you can write all those down if you didn't have a chance to write all those down. All right, well, thanks for joining us tonight. Have a great night, and we'll see you Sunday at 10 a.m.